We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Wow! What a game, what a weekend, one more game to go. But for those of you New York Giant fans who for the last six years have endured what us Jet fans have endured for damn near a lifetime, incompetent, losing football, yesterday was an amazing day for you as your quarterback played the best game of his career, your coach proved he's as good or better than everybody else, and the New York Giants. Now get the opportunity to end the season for the Philadelphia Eagles. And we're all rooting for the Giants. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you today, kid? I'm doing all right. How yeah, about that? I'm How doing great. About that? And by the way, for you knuckleheads on Twitter, stop the hate. I picked the Giants to win the game on Friday. We can play the tape for you. Enough said. It's not about me. It's about the New York Giants and the trust they have in Daniel Jones to run the football. I thought there's that one sequence where they called one too many for him. He looked totally gassed. But I got to tell you, the game plan was great. They uh, held Justin Jefferson in the second half to a single catch for, what, three, four he yards? He became a ghost in the fourth quarter That's of this game. That's right. And say what you want to say, the New York Giants did something they only did once the entire year, and that score... 30-plus points. they've only done it once in two and a half years. Oh, is it that many years? And here they are in a postseason game. You know, when Eli Manning played his first postseason game, he threw for 100 yards and he got shut out. That's the truth. Yep. Daniel Jones, in his first playoff game, you could argue, played the best game of his NFL career. It wasn't just his legs, which you knew that Mike Kafka and Brian Dayball were going to whip out after they really didn't design a lot of runs for him three weeks ago against the Vikings. Right. But it was his throws. It was everything. It was his smarts. How about him taking that sack on the final drive, knowing I got to force Minnesota to use a timeout? Daniel Jones was incredible. And that's where all of us are wrong. Because who thought, coming into this season, Brian Dable was literally going to turn Daniel Jones into Josh Allen? No. Yesterday, 
He played like Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, even if you if you're one of those guys that wasn't a Jones hater, you have to think that he would have the type of game he had yesterday in a playoff spot on the road. I mean, he did something yesterday no quarterback's ever done in the history of the sport. Over 70 yards rushing, over 300 yards passing, and two touchdowns. I mean, Daniel Jones was him, as uh, the kids say these days. And that goes to him because obviously it takes a lot of work ethic and uh, you know things that we could ever imagine to try to get to a level where you can be trusted and people can count on you. And what else can you possibly say about the combination, to be fair, of Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, and Wink Martindale? They have gotten the job done. And now you and I agree on this. It ain't no house money. Go beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And do what previous Giant teams have done. Win big playoff games on the road when you're a touchdown underdog or thereabouts, right? And go do what nobody thinks you have a chance to do. And I think... You know what, though? That's changed, bro. I think people do think they have a chance to do it now. Yeah, and I'm not sure how much of that is just the NFL today. No, I think a lot of it is what this team has looked like over the last few weeks. I mean, in a game that they needed against the Indianapolis Colts, we all know how bad the Colts are, but still, the Giants needed to win that game. They lose that game. They throw up a dud. They had a chance to collapse and miss the playoffs. And they responded. They responded in a huge way. And then yesterday in Minnesota against a 13-win team, as flawed as they are, a team that had not lost a one-score game all season long. Which will always at some point bite you in the ass. We've seen it so many times. Of course, the New York Giants responded in an incredible way. I mean, think about it. When this game started, and the Minnesota Vikings are marching down the field without needing, I think they needed one third down. It was boom, 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 boom. Here's Kirk Cousins in the end zone, touchdown, 7 nothing. The giant offense, who had not even gotten on the field yet, yeah. Daniel Jones had never taken a snap in the postseason. And now he's in this loud, raucous environment, and he's down 7 nothing. and it looks like the giant defense isn't going to be able to stop a nosebleed. And what does he do? What does he do when on the first play of the game, Remember what happened on the first play of the game? Saquon Barkley went for 12 yards, got erased because they called holding on Nick Gates. So right out of the gate, it's first and 20. You're down seven. These morons are chanting skull, skull, skull. And what do you do? You find Richie James. You find Darius Slayton. You take a big run. Saquon finds the end zone. And just like that, bang, boom, it's 7-7. And then the defense, to their credit, all of a sudden started to look different. Yeah. All of a sudden, this defense, which could not stop anything on the opening drive, Justin Jefferson all of a sudden became less of an impact. It became a Hawkinson show. All of a sudden, they're forcing a three and out. All of a sudden, a next drive, they're not three and out, but boom, Minnesota's off the field. And you're putting the ball right back in the offense's hands who have a chance to take a two-score lead. It was incredible how quickly this game changed. Yeah. Because in the first five minutes, would you really think, Giant fans, down 7 nothing a few minutes in? No, would you think when they call a hold on Nick Gates? You're probably cursing at your TV. Yeah. And everything changed. Yeah, listen, it was, uh, it was a great game to watch. You know, Outside of being more high-scoring than what a lot of people thought, the fact that it got... You know, settled by a touchdown is exactly right in rhythm with what the Giants and Vikings both did all year long. Uh, and they, they did a great job in that second half, fourth quarter especially. You know, what's crazy to me is that, and we talked about this a lot this year, there were a lot of games this year. We talked about it when the Vikings played the Jets. We talked about it when the Vikings played the Giants in the regular season where inexplicably the Minnesota Viking offense, three and out, three and out, five and out, four whatever it was, and just stop moving the ball. 
And for a team that's got legitimate talent all over the place, Hawkinson's a beast. Jefferson's the best wide receiver in football. You sleep on Thielen. Uh, I always forget the other guy's name, 17. Uh, you got Dalvin Cook. And you've got a quarterback that puts up gaudy numbers in the regular season. But the New York Giants, without sacking him, yeah. somehow made plays that resulted well, in the Giants winning. Because awesome. Because yesterday, the New York Giants completely outcoached the Minnesota Vikings. Where do you want to begin? We saw this giant coaching staff make those adjustments where after the opening drive, effectively Justin Jefferson did nothing in this game. He had one catch in the second half, but even better than that, he only had three targets. Yeah. So they made it look, at least to Kirk Cousins, that you couldn't find him open because he was double well, teamed. Start with the opening drive. On the opening drive of this game where Minnesota did whatever he wanted, they wanted, Justin Jefferson had four catches for 30 yards. The rest of the game, he had three catches for 17 yards. Right. So the Giants made the proper adjustments to completely shut down Justin Jefferson. Two, offensively, the game plan was so different in terms of Daniel Jones. In that game against Minnesota three weeks ago, I don't think they ran any designed runs for Jones. That was very different yesterday. They he basically set them up. He basically became their bell cow running back in yeah. a lot of ways. And then they made decisions, the Vikings, that made no sense. When they get the football on their second drive and they have a third and one, and they call that razzle-dazzle sweep to Jefferson, who throws it back to Kirk Cousins, who very quickly gets knocked back two yards, that stole that drive completely. And it felt like after that, their offense slowed down, especially in the first half. So that was a huge mistake. Then you get to the final drive of the game, where there are ways your season can end that are bad. And then there are ways that your season can end, and it's like, oh, my God, this is going to haunt my dreams. Kirk Cousins checking down to TJ Hawkinson with Xavier McKinney, and credit to Xavier McKinney. Great tackle. I killed him for the whole injury, and he gets on the whatever he was on, the ATV. Yeah, he came combo. back, and he was awesome. And he talked a big game because late early last week he says, we could shut down Justin Jefferson. He's human. You dudes backed it up. Like, great job yeah. out of you. But they check down to Hawkinson, and there's Xavier McKinney to give TJ the big bear hug and politely say, you're going down, sir, well, well short of a first down. Yeah. What a way for your season to end after you've been given a gift from the crappy referee gods of a BS roughing the passer penalty on Dexter Lawrence. It was a ridiculous call. But look, the Giants win. You got the Eagles now. And uh, Giant fans, bring it. You want to gloat? You want to share your excitement? Uh, what you thought as the game went on? I want the entire A to Z from Giant fans all day today. 877-337-6666. Big Mac, I'll start with you. Prior to the final play of the game, the fourth down play, fourth and eight, in which they gained three yards, <laughs> which is very Jet-esque, by the way. Um, at what point, if there was a point, did you feel comfortable? Did you say to yourself, I've got the feeling we're going home with a W? No, never comfortable. Never comfortable. Especially that last sequence. The, the drop pass by Slayton, then you get the penalty. Those are the right. kind of things that are bad omens. I will I, tell I you was, this. I was very, even fourth and eight, I was very concerned. Darius Slayton's giant career would be over. If uh, that game ends differently. His legacy is different. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's yes. kind of like an afterthought in history. But, you know, give Brian Debo credit because we all saw him on the yes, sidelines. Basically giving him a pep talk saying, dude, we need you. There's a chance if Minnesota drives down the field, 
We're getting the ball back. We're either going to overtime. Maybe there's time left. Yeah. We're going to need you. We can't lose you, but it was. Let's face it. That was an Evan Ingram-esque kind of drop because he not only gets a first down, he may go to the house. He may end the, He may end it completely. By the way, that he uh, he was going to put his name in the annals of bad moments in Giants history right there. And I want to acknowledge a guy that got three snaps yesterday. And there's something to be said about being a pro, a pro's pro. There's something to be said about not letting your situation dictate how you perform in the few opportunities you get. And I thought Brian Dable acknowledged this guy, and I respect it. Kenny Galladay has been a terrible bust here since the New York Giants brought him in here for all those millions of dollars. He got, no joke this year, about $4.5 million per reception. He had another terrible year, and from the minute Dable got him, Kenny Galladay was not in their plans. Kenny Galladay was on the field for three plays yesterday. There's one particular play. It was a Saquon run for, what, about 10 yards or so, mm-hmm. in which Galladay's the guy that sets up the block that allows Barkley to get the extra yards, which was a key part of the game. And it's a, it's one of those things where he didn't catch the ball. You would not notice it if somebody didn't really acknowledge it to you, outside of those of you that do watch the game, obviously, with a critical eye. And that's all you need to know about the kind of guy Kenny Galladay is. He was not going to play yesterday, got on the field for a minute, and made his presence felt without ever touching the football. And I think we should acknowledge that is a professional football player. 100%. And I want to follow it up with another guy because there was another guy who I could argue made the play of the game, and he was on on, the field. Play of the game. Play of the game, and he was on the field for three snaps. And I think you using the example of Galladay and the guy I'm about to bring up shows you that every guy on a football team, yeah. every single one of them, <sighs> needs to contribute if you're going to win a game Do like this. you know this. who he's talking about, Big Mac? Uh, my guess would be Flott, who breaks Nailed up the... Nailed it. Yeah. Cordell Flott was on the field for three plays. Now, Flott played against uh, the Eagles, you remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got a lot of playing time because Dave arrested everybody. Kind of like Kenny Galladay getting That's a lot right. of playing time That's against right. Philly. So Cordell Flott on the play before the final play. He guarded K.J. Osborne and slaps the ball away. Right. Instead of fourth and eight. I think it would have been a first down. If it wasn't a first down, maybe it's a fourth and one, something like that. And he slots the ball away. He was only on the field for three snaps, but that play right there. either why saving, he, I wonder why he was on the field for that play. Did somebody come off hurt? Uh, I'm not sure exactly why. Think about of all the times to put a kid on the field, you put him on the field on third down with you know, with well, the game on. A part of it could be it's such an obvious passing play. You know, okay, Vikings right. have no timeouts. Right. They're in their final drive, which right after the two minute warning, so you don't have a lot of time if you're Minnesota. I mean, if you're Kirk Cousins, you're obviously throwing the football. You got no time to run it. So flots out there and makes a hell of a play. And then, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was out there for the fourth down play. And also was there trying to guard Justin Jefferson, who was a non-factor in this game. Yeah, and after the game, Kirk Cousins said, I thought about throwing it up to uh, J.J., but I didn't feel good about it. And then as I was going through my progressions, I figured I'm about to be sacked. I better get rid of the ball. And I'm saying to myself, well, time out. You thought about throwing the ball to, not even arguably this year, the best wide receiver in the sport, a guy who made that catch uh, against the Buffalo Bills that everyone's going to talk about forever and you didn't feel good about giving him a chance to extend the drive, 
Yikes. Big mistake because you right. also have officials who just called this bogus, bogus roughing the passer. If you throw one up to Jefferson, you never know. there's like a 35% chance they're going to throw the flag for a bogus pass interference. Crazy, crazy. All right, well, listen, we uh, we'll, it's going to be Giants uh, all day today, of course. We'll uh, mix in a little bit of the other NFL stuff for you as uh, warranted. But Giant fans, you deserve a day like today. Those of you who are uh, home celebrating and honoring Martin Luther King Jr., uh, major uh, respects to you. And I appreciate you allowing us to come into your cars and homes today. Oh, it is a very special day for so many of us as Americans. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. And then this one, let me see what this one says. They said, you want me to read this one? says, Philly. Ah, uh, well, that, that'd be my thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't see, but because our boss is a Philadelphian, I don't see him pro, uh, blessing the Foo Philly promos. Oh, anytime he's soon. got to. You would think he's got to. You're New Yorker now. As New base. Yorkers, it's in our blood to Foo Philly. Well, you would think so, right? Yeah. Yeah, not for him, though. All I get from him all weekend long is Ben Simmons <laughs> and Joel Embiid jokes and questions like, hey, Ace, you're the program director of the New York Giants of flagship station. How about some Foo F and Philly promos? Ah, uh, for those of you that don't know what Foo Philly is, it's a promotion that started a year, uh, courtesy of me, like most good promotions at this radio station in the last 15 years, in which we had kids from kindergarten up to uh, college and adults from 20 to 90, all acknowledging Foo Philly. That's right. If you don't know what Foo means, look it up. Anyway, uh, next hour, we'll be giving away a pair of tickets to see. Is it the Giant Eagle game? No. It's Metallica. At MetLife Stadium this summer, do August 6th. Do you realize, because I do, because I already looked at this, how hot this ticket is for Saturday night at so, the link? So, a buddy of mine has uh, season tickets to the Eagles and told me that uh, prior to the Giants winning, mm-hmm. so this was, I guess, Saturday I talked to him, that he had a $200 face value ticket that he could sell for nine fifty. dollars mm. 
I, I assume it's even higher now. Oh, here's what I know. To yeah. get in that stadium right now, yeah. standing room only is going for about $350 a ticket. Yeah, I think the NFC Championship game would be bigger for them. But that price has got to go up, right? Of course. Because Giant fans will go down the turnpike for that. I think there are many a Giant fan that's plotting it, especially on a yeah. Saturday night. I mean, if there's any time of day. I love Saturday night game, too. But if you want to go down love there, if there's, if there's any time that's conducive to actually going, it's a yeah. Saturday night. Oh, the Saturday night game uh, makes me moist. I love it. Are Eighth you going to go? No, I wouldn't what? be caught dead there. You're in a Philly family. Uh, I married into a Philadelphia family. Lovely people, by the way. Why don't you take them? Get a suite. Uh, I, I, no. Why? No. Why? Because why would I spend the money I don't have on a suite I don't want to be in? <laughs> That's why. Why would because you not want to be in the building? Why would I want to be in the gi- building? It's Giants, Eagles, right. in the playoffs for the first time in over a decade. A, I'm it's not awesome. a Giant fan. B, my couch fits my ass well. And the, the, the ladies in my house, nachos, pang. Wings, pang. I'm not even kidding my you. My drink's half empty, fill her up, pang. I'm pondering a trip. I'm oh, thinking about well, taking my oldest son down to Philly. Oh, don't do that, Evan. I'm not going to wear any Giant stuff. I'm not a Giant fan, not an Eagle fan. Yeah. I'm a football fan. Yeah. And bring him down so he could experience not only a playoff game in the NFL, which yeah. God knows he may never otherwise experience, but a Giant Eagle game yeah, no, with the you. intensity, with the passion like, I'm giving it some serious thought. I think you're, listen, dude, you waste your money however you want to waste That's it. That's not wasting money. It's going to cost you $1,000 for you and Jet to stand up next to Philadelphia to watch the game. <laughs> that sounds like wasted money to me. Why don't you just give me 500 and I'll call you up and go, you suck. <laughs> and then you can stay at home and be berated at home. But uh, it's, it should be a great scene. Uh, and I will say this. Philadelphians know how to get ready for a playoff game, especially an evening game. And that building and that city is going to be I, off the hizzy. I advise any Giant fan, if you can pull it off, because yeah, I understand go. the expense. No, no, no. It's the opposite. Oh, go. I don't think One of my greatest sports you memories. Gonna, you're going to get in a fight? No, if you're smart, you're not going to get into you a fight. You are guaranteed locked to get Craig, punched in the Craig, face. One of my great sports memories is oh. the feeling I had walking around Gillette after the Jets beat the Patriots in the postseason. I was in that building. I never wanted to leave it. So if you're a Giant fan with the means and the ways to get to the link, I'm telling you, God forbid you ever win that game and you have a shot. Why not? That feeling, bro, that's an all-timer. Yeah, but I'm not a Giant fan. I wish I was. I'm rooting for the Giants to win, obviously, A, because I'm a New Yorker, B, because I'd love to stick it to Philly after having a great regular season and earning the number one seed of all teams to knock them out. If it's the Giants who they've beaten twice, oh, that'd be fantastic. That might even make up for some of those Phillies wins over the Mets for those of you who are Mets fans and Giant fans. That might make up for a little bit. No, there weren't many Philly wins over the Mets this year. They only beat them five times in 19 tries. So you mean what, like 2007? No, I mean like the Phillies went to the World Series, you didn't. Yeah, no, but that's what I mean. They didn't beat the Mets to get there. No, no. They beat other teams to get there. They had a more successful run. Okay. And you sat at home going, I can't believe the Phillies won the World Series. (laughs) I did do that, yeah. Yeah, so that's what it is. Let's get back for all of us. Well, if anything, the New York Giants are the Philadelphia Phillies. The New York Giants are carrying the water for the city of New York, and you're right. Very similar, yes. Well, you know the similarity that jumped out at me? If you remember 2008, the year after the Giants won the Super Bowl, they started the year 11-1. and They were the best team in the NFL, and they looked like the best team in the NFL by a lot. And obviously, the regular season went haywire. Plexigo Burris shot himself, and they sort of limped into the playoffs, even though they got a first-round bye. 
their opponent that year was a team that went 9-6-1 and one okay. and got hot late in the season. They made the playoffs. They went to, who'd they go to in 2008? Oh, that's right. They went to Minnesota and beat the Vikings. Right. And then the Philadelphia Eagles, in the divisional round, walked in a giant stadium to take on the Giants as the hotter team, despite right. not being as good of a team. And they beat them up. I think it was 23-11. It feels like almost a reverse of 2008, where for the majority of the season, the Eagles were clearly the premier team in the NFC, much like the Giants were in 08. But over the last few weeks, for Philadelphia, mostly because of the Jalen Hurts injury, things are sort of turning. I remember the Giants' third stringers gave the Eagles starters all they could handle. And uh, there was a lot of rust on Jalen Hurts, as expected. And, uh, you know, the right tackle, he's gone. They're a little banged up now. Oh, can you imagine the New York Giants not just beating the Eagles, but going to the NFC Championship game, uh, most likely out in San Francisco? That'd be shades of a previous year, wouldn't it now, Big Mac? Would that make you feel happy? A couple of previous years. Yeah, would you like that? Huh? Would you like reminiscing about knocking Joe Montana to the third base? Would you like that? <laughs> yeah, you would. Well, relax. Don't get carried away. Here's Rob in Mawa, where there's no Wawa. Rob, what's going on there, Cookie? How you doing? Great. Hey, Evan, you know, you just said something about that they haven't scored 30 points in w- once in whatever, but they've J- DJ has scored 30 points now his last two games. Yes. Good call. The right. offense is turning. They're making a they, – they have players doing the right thing. Your coaching staff is coaching this team right. And, listen, we'll show up. We'll see what happens. Yep. You know, with a little team that can, just like, like we've done the last couple of times when we're the sixth seed, I way, am Rob, very you know, confident going you know, in there. You know what's really interesting about it? If I had said to you prior to the game that the only stat I would tell you afterwards, and then you would have to tell me did they win or lose, if I said to you that Saquon Barkley rushed for less than 60 yards, you would probably say, ugh, uh, it's a tough loss for the Giants, right? It would. It would. I would say you're probably right. Yeah. And that's the beauty of what Kafka and Dable did. Yeah. It wasn't solely reliant on Saquon's ability to Craig, run the it ball. It was the opposite. Saquon Barkley only had nine carries in this right. game, which means you know what for Philadelphia, the dude's legs are good to go. Certainly. I mean, the game plan was, and it turned out to be brilliant. Was we are unleashing Vanilla Vic. That right. was the game plan, yeah. and it was perfect because three weeks ago, they didn't have that game plan against Minnesota. But our last caller's right. You take out that Philadelphia game in which Daniel Jones didn't play, all of a sudden, the last two games, Daniel Jones and the full-fledged number one giant offense has been on the field. Best offense in football. They're racking up points. Yep, That's right, over 60 points in two games. What are we talking about? Like you said, get hot at the right time. Hey, Craig, I've and by seen... The way, I know Ojolari got hurt. Yeah. So wait, I'll figure out by Wednesday. Let's know what's going on with him. They've gotten healthier too. Oh, absolutely. And look at Adoree Jackson, who yes. played a hell of a game. Yes, he did. I wasn't sure which Adoree Jackson we'd get. We got the good one. But, dude, you've been around for a long time. I've been around for somewhat of a long time. Yes. We've seen a lot of great coaching jobs in this town. A lot of great managerial jobs in this town. Whether it was Bill Parcells or it was Pat Riley or whoever you want to come up with. Yeah. This season's coaching performance by Brian Dayball. Dude, it's an all-timer. No, it's, a, it's an all-timer. It's an all-timer. I don't care all-timer. how old you are. You can go back to the days of Alex Sherman. It's an all-timer. And usually when you have that come-out-of-nowhere NFL season where you make the playoffs, reality hits in the playoffs. 
In 2006, when Eric Mangini was the man genius, guess what happened in the first round of the playoffs? Reality slapped him across the face. When Ben McAdoo led the Giants to the playoffs in 2016, guess what happened in the first round? There was a slap in the face courtesy of an Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary and a boat trip gone awry. This team, on the other hand, makes the postseason, and what did they do? They did the slapping. It's uh, like the old David Chappelle bit. What did the five fingers say to the face, Evan? Slap. <laughs> That's right. I told you to teach your kids that one, but you never did. I haven't done that. How great would it be if you came home and Jet's like, hey, Mommy, what did the five fingers say to the face? Slap. That won't go well. That would not go well. He ain't going to Philly with Daddy yeah. if that's the case. Uh, no, he'd be punished for a long time, rightfully so. But, yeah, what if he's like, no, but I saw it on TV. Oh, yeah, that'll make it better. I see that you're halfway through your box of nuts today. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Nice and nice. Is that the same box of nuts from last week? Different box of nuts. Oh, and a, a box a day? I finished the box of nuts at home. I took it home, finished it, I got a new one. Are those, are they peanuts? Yeah. Nice. They're roasted, unsalty peanuts. Oh, unsalted. Oh. Ooh. That's right. I'm healthy, man. Ooh. Look at me. Yeah, look at you. Chris is in Beth Page on the fan. Chris, what's up? Hey, guys. A uh, couple things. Uh, first of all, it's funny. You mentioned that 2008 season. I, I was at that game against the Eagles, and to me, that was the best team that the Giants had since 1986, really. Right. And uh, if you remember one thing, um, the Giants had beaten all four teams that year that made it to the Final Four, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Cardinals and the Eagles, and they beat all four of those teams, and they that was that was the worst loss I ever. Witnessed. But everything was changing going into that game. I remember being here at this radio station, Craig. You were here too. You just felt it changing, like they weren't the same team that they were six weeks earlier. And you kind of have that feeling about this giant team, and I think people have that feeling about the Eagles. That the Eagles look like this invincible team five weeks ago, and now mainly because of the status of Jalen Hurts. Things feel different about both of these teams. No doubt. And, guys, I want to say one thing. I want to compliment you both because I know you're not Giant fans, but at least you're fair and honest. And, you know, Joe Benigno's the same way. But I got to tell you something. I got up at 4 o'clock this morning to go to the bathroom, yeah. and I turned on your station. You got a guy on there. I don't know if he's escaped from the insane asylum. I think he's a big Jet fan. He was saying, and I swear, that Deshaun Watson is way, way, way better than Daniel Jones. He had Daniel Jones as the 22nd best quarterback in the league right now. I swear. I couldn't get through so the ball. I would say this. I, I wouldn't uh, get too caught up in uh, what anyone particular host says on this radio station if you happen to disagree with it. I don't know who you're talking about, but it's funny. I got a couple of people uh, reaching out to me early this morning going, someone on your radio station, I'll tell you exactly what they said. Someone on your radio station said, Daniel Jones isn't very good after yesterday's game. Now, I don't know who it was. I don't care who it was, uh, but I get it. If you're a young, kind of upcoming talent trying to make a name for yourself, and you've decided to be the, like, you know, the, you know, the crazy opinion guy in the face of the mob, you know, good luck and go for it. You watched about 15 hours of football this weekend. Is that uh, fair to say? We had five games, about 15 hours of football. More than that, because that first game yesterday took nine hours to play. That's true. So we had an hour and a yeah. half to that. So we watched and a lot way, of football. Good job by the NFL. I will applaud them on this. While there was still a minute or so left in the um, in the game prior to in the Miami game, the NFL did the right thing by pushing the start of the Giant game back. Yeah, they did. And they gave us notice on yeah. it too because I think so, they announced it like early fourth that. quarter. Yeah, I thought they did a good job for the fans 
Now, you can't just keep pushing, keep pushing. No, no, no. But putting it back a half hour was very small. I think there's a rule in the TV contracts where they're allowed to do that, where there's yeah. one push of well, about but, 20 minutes. I, yeah, we always bust their balls when they get something wrong. That was great. They did football fans a favor yesterday. So, you all watched the Buffalo game, the great Josh Allen. We yeah. all watched Saturday night, Saturday afternoon. We watched a lot of quarterbacks this weekend. Which quarterback played the best this weekend? Oh, Daniel Jones. Brock Purdy's up there. I don't want to dismiss him. Yeah. But the answer... Is Daniel Jones. Yeah. He was better than Mr. Turnover Josh Allen. Yeah. He was right. better than Joe Burrow. And by the way, he's doing it. And I think we have to start putting respect on Isaiah Hodgins' name. Instead of talking about how the Giants have no weapons and they got the worst wide receiving room in the NFL, which I made the point of a lot this year, maybe we have to recognize that Isaiah Hodgins is good. And, and we just have to say it. It also shows you that whoever's making picks for the Buffalo Bills should be promoted. Because they found him off the Bills' practice squad. They let squad. him go, though. They did. Well, they practice let him squad, go. you have to let him go. Well, he was on their practice yes, squad. Yes, 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 yes. But, uh, and that's, an, again, that's a general manager in Joe Shane who's very well aware of what's uh, what's out there. No Especially doubt. Especially for a franchise he obviously Dave, just came from. Dave Gettleman deserves a lot of credit for Daniel Jones, for Saquon Barkley, for Andrew Thomas. But Joe Shane has done a couple of home run hits early on. Kayvon Thibodeau hiring Brian Dayball. And finding the clear number one wide receiver of the New York Giants off the scrap heap. Isaiah Hodgins, Craig, has he dropped the pass this season? Uh, I'm not going to count the one down inside the five yesterday, but he is not. Because that one barely touched his fingernails, so we're not counting that as a drop. He has been. And he made, by the way, he made a catch before that where he had both hands kind of turned you know, awkwardly reverse of how you'd normally catch a ball. Right. The one on that third down conversion on the sideline, that is a hell of a catch, man. Dude, I think we have to start admitting he's good. <laughs> you know, it's not just Daniel Jones making magic with nothing. Maybe he's got more than nothing. Maybe he has a couple of good wide receivers in that room. Maybe Richie James doesn't stink. It's maybe Daniel Bellinger's a competent tight end. Look, when 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 you win, everybody feel looks a little bit better, stands a little bit taller, right? Yeah, like you don't look at the warts, and uh, there've been fewer warts to be fair, week after week after week. But like you said, you take out the Eagle game week eighteen because the Giants made a very good decision. And for those of you that questioned whether or not the New York Giants should sit guys, I think they answered that question loud and clear yesterday. But uh, the New York Giants go into this Philly game, clearly the inferior team, but a team that is rocking and rolling right now and feeling very good. Now, we do this every year. You know, the team that gets the bye, mm -hmm. we start questioning because we just saw the team they're playing against play usually that, really good football. You know why that's not true, though? But we do that a lot. Let me just push back on go this. Ahead. What do you think is going to happen when the Kansas City Chiefs face the Jacksonville I've, Jaguars? I think they're going to blow them out. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't want to hear it. But the Jaguars just came back from 27 down. To be fair, what? I said the Chargers were going to blow out the Jaguars. <laughs> and for 30 minutes, I was the smartest guy in America. <laughs> and then your whores from L.A. had to get ruined for me. Four possessions, three three and outs, and you forgot to run the football, you knuckleheads. That was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And give Jacksonville credit. They took advantage of it. But my own. Doug Pete, you want to talk like, about out-coaching your opponent? the Atlanta Falcons throw a Super Bowl away at 28-3? to Did anyone say, hey, run the football? Remember, the concern going into that game was, here's a Super Bowl-winning head coach who's undefeated when his team is an underdog versus a guy 
who almost, maybe did, cost his team a season by making dumb decisions in week 18. Yep. The coaching. Mike Williams, right. Bro, coaching matters in the NFL. The Giants are proof of it. Jacksonville's comeback against the Chargers is proof of it. Yeah, listen, I, I agree 100%. How about the guy that, and I don't you listen, you must be worth a couple hundred million bucks to make a wager this stupid. Some guy bet, and I'm, this has been confirmed it happened. A guy bet $1.4 million while the Jaguars were down 27 to nothing. Mm-hmm. He bet $1.4 million that the Chargers would win the game. If he was right, the $1.4 million risk would have made him $11,000. How do you do that right. when it's the Chargers? The Chargers charge credit. Why would you ever risk a million to win eleven thousand? Right now, if you told me you risked eleven thousand to win a million, at least I understand what goes through your oh, brain. Oh, dude, dude, I I admit this. When it was twenty-seven nothing, I made like a very small bet because I wasn't confident on Jacksonville money line. Just okay. thinking, hey, it's now, like a lottery ticket. Had the guy made the opposite wager, because I looked into it, his one point four million dollar bet would have paid him. $39 million. That's the bet to make. Oops. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because it's like a lottery ticket. Plus, if there's going to be a team, let's think about this, that's going to blow a 27 nothing lead between the franchise's history and who the coach is, would it not be the Chargers? The Chargers have made a cottage industry yep. of finding brutal ways to lose. Thank you Whether very it's much. in the playoffs or the regular season. Yes, Nate Kading, I love you, pal. Yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> but that, that's the team that would do it. But that's just against your point you made. The Eagles haven't played in a few weeks. The Giants just did. Well, guess what? No one thinks Jacksonville's going to Kansas City and beating the Chiefs. I think a part of the reason why there's going to be confidence, and I hate to admit this because I kind of join in on this confidence, is the way the Eagles were playing prior to the regular season ending. They lost two in a row. They won a game against the Giant team, like you said, Craig, where they were sitting all their regulars. And even though Jalen Hurts is obviously playing, we don't know how affected he is. Well, he admitted that he's been in a lot of pain. Obviously, the week off can only help him in his recovery. Uh, But, you know, he did acknowledge that he was in a lot of pain. They lost two. They did beat the uh, Giants, but the game didn't mean anything to the Giants. They played their third stringers. I mean, Davis Webb. Right, was the starting quarterback in that game. So, it's interesting, though, man. It is very interesting. You know, we're going to play this out all week long, of course, and it's going to be hard not to remember the way the Giants played their last two games with their starters. Uh, One game they had to win to get in. To be fair, the Colts are an embarrassment. So, you know, you want to throw that one out a little bit? I, I would respect that. But what they did yesterday, boy, on the road... Okay. Six weeks ago, when we talked about the Giants making the playoffs, we all would have assumed, well, the Eagles would kill them. They can't play with Philadelphia. But in life and in the NFL, things change quickly. This is a different Giant team. This is a different Eagle team. And that's why going into Saturday night, I don't know if everybody's going to pick the Giants necessarily, but there's certainly going to be more people believing in this team than would have if this was five weeks ago. And I would say stop listening to what other people say. Every expert on TV was wrong about half their picks this weekend. Just pick who you like and stick to it. You want to pick the Giants because you're a Giant fan. God bless you. If you want to pick the Eagles because you think they're a better team, they probably are a better team. They were the best team all year. That's And that's not a knock on the Giants. The only difference is that, yo recency bias is that the Eagles are the Giants rather playing their best offensive football not even debatably all year long and the Philadelphia Eagles are banged up 
But that's and, all that matters, Craig. Like, what happened in week five is irrelevant when you're in the divisional round. 100% agree. It doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. One game, go beat them for 60 minutes. That's all you got to do. And it's very hard to beat a team three times in a season. Uh, prior to this weekend, there were 23 instances of that in NFL history. And the team that won the first two was 14-9 and nine in those 23. So a little bit better than a 50-50 bet. Plus, the Giants have a track record. The Giants' track record as a franchise. The last seven playoff games they have played in which they've either lost the regular season game or lost both regular season games because it's a division rival, they've won the game six out of seven times. They have made this their thing over the years. The other thing they've done is that typically when the Giants win a playoff game, yeah. they go to the Super Bowl. That's, That's happened every time since 93. 93 was the last time they so won a playoff years. game. And didn't go on and go to the Super Bowl. All right, so in the last 30 years, the Giants were in a playoff game. They wind up uh, in the in the big one. They either flame out right away or they win a game and then win a few more and go to the Super Bowl. I think you and I have to go if the Giants make that run, but that's way premature right now. They still got two games to win. And if they do get by the Eagles, you got to play the best team in the NFC, and that's the Niners for my well, mind. you jumping way So let's be bro. honest, that's well, probably not happening. Well, timeout, first of all. The Niners still have a game to play. They got to play out of the Dallas to Tampa Bay. That guy, it's oh, not I over totally yet. forgot about that, yeah. It's not written well, in the stars yet. If San Francisco, you better hope Tampa wins tonight because Dallas at least gives you a better matchup. You know, San Fran will beat Tampa by 90. Dallas will be a more competitive game. I don't think they can beat either team by 90 the yeah. way they're playing. We'll get into tonight's game a little bit later on. I'm sure the guys have a pick on it. 877-337-6666. Funny thing on Twitter real quick. Some guy named Big Tone here. Sends a note to Nick Mangold going, I remember meeting Nick at Yankee Stadium. What a great dude. And, you know, post a photograph. So my main man, Nick, responds, I agree that I am a great guy, but that's not me in the photograph. (laughs) (laughs) Never met you, buddy. So, sorry, Big Tone. So Big Tone thought he met Nick Mangold? And he put the picture out. (laughs) And to be fair, the guy looks similar. He looks a little bit more like Jeremy Shockey than he does look like Mangold. But uh, maybe there's a guy posing as Nick Mangold. I'm curious. When the guy went over to fake Nick Mangold, did he just say, hey, sir, I'm a big fan. Can I take a picture? And the guy was like, sure. By the way, that's a very good question. That's probably how it went down. He's like, hey, Nick, can I get a picture? guy's like, my name's Bob, but yeah, sure, why not? (laughs) All right, listen, all your calls coming up. 877-337-6666. It is uh, Carton and Roberts on the fan. Are we getting ice cream today just as a, as a rule or no? I think as a celebration for the city yeah. of New York and for the Giants, yeah. And I think Giant fans should buy since they won. <laughs> it's a good so, point. So, uh, Big Mac and Tommy, I'll take mint chocolate chip. Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.